At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. With your first look at this week's college football lines, this is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Here's Jonathan Von Tobel. What's up, folks, and welcome in. We have another week of college football coming at us, and we cannot wait to talk about all of it. Amal Shaw is going to be with us in 15 minutes. Of course, host of VEASAN's Big Bets out here, Vegas Stats and Information Network. Get his thoughts on the impending week of action, and then Matt Grill will be in his usual spot, trading manager over at DraftKings. I'll get his side of it when it comes to opening these numbers and where we might see them appear and close by the time we get to kickoff next week. We dive right in because this coming week of action is going to be absolutely fantastic. And this is what's cool about these days. Uh, we do have another player in the game, essentially, when it comes to opening these numbers. Uh, it's only four games, but Station Casinos out here in Las Vegas has decided to enter the fray opening numbers on Sunday. They have four games up already on the board, so we can compare and contrast uh, with the opening lines, or excuse me, look-ahead lines over at DraftKings from last week. But it's hard not to begin with the matchup of the week, one that has national championship implications and, of course, college football playoff implications. Uh, that would be the Tennessee Volunteers hitting the road to take on the Georgia Bulldogs. This is going to be an absolutely tremendous matchup. Look ahead here over at DraftKings had Tennessee as an 11-point underdog. That was, of course, before they go and uh, handle what they needed to handle, the Volunteers is. 44-6 against the Kentucky Wildcats. They pick off Will Levis three times. A really impressive performance, I thought at least, from Tennessee. Answering the call, which this team continues to do, by the way, and they deserve credit for that. You go and you take on Alabama, you win that game outright. You handle your you handle it against UT Martin, and yes, as a massive favorite, but still not a letdown spot. You don't limp by UT Martin. You blow them out. You cover a big number as 39.5-point favorites, and then you go out this week as a double-digit favorite and absolutely smoke a top-20 team in Kentucky. Uh, this Tennessee Volunteers team, we brought this up yesterday. There are numbers that, that don't really like correlate when it comes to the LSU Joe Burrow-led Tigers, uh, but this does seem narratively a team that is very similar in that this offense is absolutely tremendous. They average in terms of points and yards per game, similar numbers to that LSU team back in 2019. It does seem like this Tennessee squad is one to be dealt with very seriously, and then you get Georgia coming into this game, 
where the final score might not indicate exactly what this game was like. It was kind of a weird game. 42-20 final score, Georgia and Florida from Saturday. Uh, But at one point in this game, Florida did cut into this lead, and it was 28-20 late in the third quarter before Georgia decided to put the foot on the gas, I guess, uh, and extend their lead out 42-20. But I do think overall... It is kind of a we're worrisome symptom, will we say, for Georgia uh, when they, for lack of a better term, play with their food. We saw it against Kent State. We saw it against Missouri. You, you see it a little bit there against Florida. We'll see if this actually transpires in what is the most important game for both of these teams at this point of the season. But Tennessee's been battle-tested now. They have faced Alabama, beat them. They took on Kentucky, maybe a slip-up spot before taking on Georgia, beat them comfortably as well. So as we speak, these numbers are starting to appear on the board here at Circa, too. So let's take a look and compare some of the numbers and where we're seeing the map open from a market perspective. And uh, stations, not far off from where Circa is opening up right now. So to give you an idea, they are far off, though, in the total. And this is, again, if you can get some of these numbers, it gets pretty good in terms of some of the middles. So the opener here at Circa is 9 in favor of Georgia. Total, though, 69.5. Stations opening total, 62. So very different, a very big difference of opinions in terms of the total there, but both markets and both shops are right in line with one another. So Georgia is going to open up as a nine, nine and a half point favorite over Tennessee in their matchup this weekend. And again, the total, we'll see where it goes uh, in terms of what Circa's number is and what some of these guys like the Paul Stones, Brad Powers of the world that we talk to regularly and others, how they shape this market, but a little bit of a difference there in terms of an opening total. Can you tell I'm excited? It's going to be an awesome game, and I can't wait to watch uh, what is going to transpire. Let's go next up. Stay in the SEC. Alabama. They are going to be on the road as well. Take on LSU. No real big number difference from the look-ahead here from DraftKings and, of course, Alabama uh, with the week off. The look-ahead, Alabama, 12.5-point favorite on the road against LSU. Again, those look-aheads courtesy of DraftKings. Uh, This game opens up today as Alabama, a 12-point favorite with a total of 59.5. So Alabama, again, getting time to get ready for this game. An Alabama team with, not I I would say, not that large of a margin of victory anymore considering the way the SEC is shaking up, uh, considering the fact that Ohio State passed a recent test in Penn State and continues to roll. They still have, of course, a big one at the end of the year, and they need to win all of those games. But Alabama needs to win these games as well as they have taken their loss of the season to Tennessee. So we'll see where the market goes here. But Alabama, a 12-point favorite in this matchup against LSU. It was going to be a really fascinating game because LSU, as we know, last time we saw them, they're coming off of their own uh, open week. They uh, beat up on Ole Miss and looked every bit of the part offensively against a weak defensive team in the uh, Rebels. We'll see if they can look the exact same way against the Alabama Crimson Tide, who get time to get ready for them as well. Let's go off from there. Let's go to another Saturday morning game because that's actually an early morning game, Alabama and LSU. Let's go to Clemson on the road against Notre Dame. Uh, This is a really interesting spot, just given the fact that Notre Dame, yes, on the surface, you're going to look at it yesterday and go, ah, well, they went in and they beat the crap out of Syracuse. And, yes, Syracuse was coming off of – it was probably a really poor spot for the Orange, right? You blow that game against Clemson. You come back home facing a similarly rated team in Notre Dame. You can't really step up to the challenge. However, Garrett Schrader in that game did get knocked out. They, the Irish, that is, did get to face Carlos Del Rio Wilson, a young kid, went 11-22, 190 yards, 8.6 per attempt, one touchdown, one interception. So when you look at it, 
when you actually look at it, yes, Notre Dame performed very well, but you don't want to take a lot out of a lopsided result over a ranked opponent. So now we get to face Clemson, and this is going to be a really fun game between these two. Clemson opens up as a three-and-a-half-point favorite with a total of 47, already up to four over here at Circa. The look-ahead was Clemson minus five-and-a-half. And it probably is going to be the case, uh, but we know that the last time we saw Clemson, DJ Uyangalwe got benched in that game uh, that Clemson played Syracuse in. Now we have the quarterback controversy, at least in terms of Kay Klubnik and what's going to happen. Klubnik said all the right things after the game, saying that it was DJ's team. We'll see if that's going to be the case. Dabble's been pretty stubborn when it comes to the quarterback situation for Clemson. I would expect that DJU is going to be the starting quarterback there, uh, but something to monitor as we get closer to game time between Clemson and Notre Dame. Again, Clemson, four-point favorite now with a total of 47 and a half. We move on from there. I kind of don't want to talk about this game, just given the bitter taste in my mouth from yesterday and what Max Duggan and the Horn Frogs did to me, but that's fine. We have to do it because we are professionals and we persevere. We go to the Big 12, where TCU remains undefeated and continues to take care of situation after situation after situation, and here they are again. They get the best punch from West Virginia. Not only do they win, they cover. Game goes over the total, and here they are playing host to Texas Tech. Look ahead line, six and a half in this contest. This opens up nine here at Circa, total of 70 and a half. What's going to be interesting to watch, and it doesn't seem like he's going to be in any danger of missing time, uh, but for those who did not watch the game in detail or notice it yesterday, Max Duggan was dealing with whether it was cramps, soft tissue issue, uh, whatever it was, his calves were bothering him, had to go to compression socks late in the game, wasn't running as much either, actually only had one rush attempt down the stretch of that game against West Virginia. His health obviously paramount. Again, doesn't sound like he's in danger of missing time, but none of these kids are fully healthy at this point of the season, yet here we are, look ahead six and a half against Texas Tech. This thing's up to nine right now with a total of 73. So this, this total has already been bumped up. Uh, not surprising, given what we know about TCU. Remember, TCU leading the country with touchdowns of 50 or more yards. We saw four of them yesterday against West Virginia. And uh, Texas Tech comes into this game not exactly the most dominant team defensively in college football. And you would assume that a big play offense like TCU is going to be able to do what they want. Um, but we'll see. And to be fair, too, Texas Tech defensively, their weakness is their rushing attack. 71st in the country in EPA per play, uh, per play allowed in terms of their rushing defense. Passing defense, though, actually top 40 unit. So that's going to be interesting because Max Duggan and the um, Texas, excuse me, the TCU, Texas Christian, TCU Horned Frogs uh, do like to run the ball, and they run it very well. And they can be explosive with their rushing attack, uh, but a lot of the explosive plays yesterday coming through the air. So we move on. Let's talk about a game that is uh, – Really interesting from the Big 12 perspective in that Kansas State continues to roll. And uh, despite quarterback issues of their own right, Adrian Martinez does not play yesterday. Will Howard, of course, uh, gets the start. And Can we just note, by the way, right? Because they were doing the whole thing where, remember, Adrian Martinez goes out. He's in full pads. He warms up. There's all the, ultimately, doesn't play. It's Howard who gets the call. Howard was tremendous against Oklahoma State. 269 yards, four touchdowns, eight yards per attempt. I would say, and this is no slight to Adrian Martinez, there's probably not much of a difference at this point between Martinez and Will Howard, given how well that Howard has played in his absence. Uh, we saw him also in that TCU game in which they had a big lead before he got injured too. So we'll see if Howard can continue to do this if he gets another start, but it does seem that Adrian Martinez is close to coming back fully healthy. Bring this game up because Kansas State is playing host to Texas this coming weekend. Texas coming off of the bye week here. So number and open. The look-ahead number had Texas as a four-point favorite 
on the road against Kansas State. Look ahead at this point right now, or excuse me, the uh, opening line right now on my screen opens up pick total at 55. be really interesting to see where this number goes because if you haven't been keeping track of it, uh, the market does like this Texas team. Each of the last three weeks, the line has moved in Texas' favor. It does seem that with Quinn Ewers back and uh, consistently in the fold, that Texas power rating has been upgraded by the powers that be that shape these markets. And yet this is a pretty far cry from what the look-ahead number was, and we'll see where it eventually goes. Uh, but I think there's a very strong case to be made, and we'll ask Amal Shaw coming up here in a couple of minutes, uh, that it is Kansas State who should be favored at home here over Texas as opposed to Texas being a road favorite. And I would not expect that this gets back up to that look-ahead line of four, given the flaws that we have seen uh, from this Texas team. They're not perfect, shockingly enough. And remember, in that second half against Oklahoma State, when we saw them last, had absolutely nothing offensively against the Cowboys. All right, we have a lot left to get to in the world of college football. A lot of these great games that are going to be on the board, and some between unranked opponents as well, like how Wake Forest responds on the road against NC State after a dreadful performance this past weekend. Maryland, who, by the way, look around, Maryland 6-2 and two and playing very well on the road against Wisconsin. Florida, the bounce back after losing their matchup over the weekend to Georgia to take on Texas A&M, who just fell on the number against Ole Miss. There's a lot to get to when it comes to college football this next week, so stick around. We're going to get through as many numbers as we possibly can. Amal Shah will join us next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. 
Welcome back, folks. A reminder for you before we get back to the program that you can become a VEASAN Pro with the VEASAN Pro subscription. 99 bucks for the Super Bowl. Hit up VEASAN.com slash subscribe if you have not already. You get Pro Tools, Pro Picks at a Glance, Pro Tips, and more. That includes our guides. Those are must-haves when seasons and events begin. College basketball is getting started. I'm in the middle of my write-ups for the West Coast Conference and the Mountain West. We, of course, have the World Cup coming up. We'll have a betting guide for that. And the daily write-ups on the website, vcin.com slash JVT. And the other guys don't have really cool nicknames with word or letters as opposed to words. So just go to vcin.com and check out Adam and Andy's work in Major League Baseball and the NHL. With that, we move on. Let's promote another guy. Amal Shaw is with us now. Host Big Bets here on vcin, the sports betting network. A man who likes to roll up his sleeves, literally, and do work. What's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited. I, well, I'll say this, Amal. So I was making the case, like, what was it, three weeks ago where we had the best week of college football in terms of, like, just the games and what they meant. There was a ton of games on the board about three weeks ago. I find myself more excited for this week because I feel like the matchup at the top of the board is going to be one that will not disappoint. Georgia taking on Tennessee. So let's set the table here first for anybody who has not been with us. Uh, Georgia in this game opens up them all as a nine-point favorite. Total is 65-and-a-half right now. I will ask you this question before we get to the matchup, specifically about Tennessee. How much, if at all, has your opinion changed on the Volunteers? Because for me, from the Alabama game, yes, the UT Martin game, where they did not sleepwalk through that thing, beat the crap out of them, and to win the way they did against Kentucky, I have been impressed with Tennessee. I have upgraded them personally, and they just continue to answer the call every single week. I've had them number one, actually, for a couple of weeks on my show. Um, I thought the win against Alabama, because I, I still think Bryce Young's probably the best player in college football. And for them to be able to come back in that situation where I thought, you know, look, Saban mismanaged the clock at the end of the game. Tennessee should never been in a position to be able to kick a game-winning field goal. However, um, you have to give this team a ton of credit. They've answered the challenge in the bell every time. Hendon Hookers look great. They got Cedric Tillman back yesterday. This team is really dangerous. And now for me, the question is, can they get enough stops? Because I'll tell you one thing, JVT, I think the Georgia offense is a lot better than people realize. Um, they're extremely dangerous. They got into a little bit of a hiccup in the third quarter against the Gators yesterday, but they were dominant for the most part in that one. I think it was, what, a 28-3 lead at the break yesterday. Um, with all that being said, though, I'm a little bit surprised by this number. Uh, you know, coming in at nine, it, it's like the odds makers are not giving Tennessee any respect. Look, Georgia's a very good football team. I still don't think in total or what you're going to see out of them that they're better than they were last year. And I think this Georgia, uh, this Tennessee offense can really pressure and put dip, uh, Georgia's defense in difficult spots. So you mentioned a hiccup in the third quarter, and that's kind of what I get tripped up on with Georgia because we can talk about that hiccup in the third quarter because you're right, like well over 500 yards. It was a game in which once they cut it 28-20 all, as you know, they kind of put the foot down. They were, all right, let's win this. And they went out and scored touchdowns on consecutive drives. But with Georgia, we're talking about hiccups against Kent State, where they kind of had to get through that one. It was a little bit more of a grind than they expected, and they ended up winning at 39-22. We saw that against Missouri, where they barely got by, had to come back and win that game 26-22. Do those things worry you when it comes to Georgia, or is this a team that just has bigger picture uh, motivations, and in some of these games where they're clearly the better team, they tend to kind of just sleepwalk through it, just want to get by, or is there a worry somewhere in there that in a spot like this, against a quality opponent now, they might actually trip up and then never get back up now for me the game in Como and the game against Kent State mean nothing the reality of it is you look at it Florida's a rivalry game important game they come out in the first half and they put up 28 just dominate that football game I mean the reality was this 28-3 and it wasn't even really that close 
um, to me, when you look at it, when you have a team like Georgia, uh, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, when Clemson was on their run, the, these types of games, they're meaningless. The, the Kent States and all those games, that's the other team's Super Bowl. That's your practice. Your goal is to get out of that game without an injury. You know you're winning the football game. So I'm not as concerned with Georgia when the chips are down. Look, they delivered against Oregon. They still have the most dominant win in the college football season. They dismantled an Oregon team that's probably looking like they're going to win the Pac-12. So um, I think from that standpoint, you have to give them credit for what they've been able to accomplish. I'm just not a believer right now in suggesting or implying that Georgia's not the number one team in the country. Uh, But for me, they'll be ready to go. But covering nine points to win by 10 is going to be a tough challenge here. All right, let's stay in the conference. Uh, Alabama and LSU both coming off of bye weeks. They will meet each other. LSU opens up as a 12-point underdog at home with a total of 59. Uh, What do you make of Alabama with a week off to not only get ready, uh, but a week for Bryce Young and his shoulder to get a little bit more right? Uh, The Crimson Tide in the spot as about 12-point favorites. Do you agree or disagree? Well, I think it's a little bit high simply because I I think, look, on paper, Alabama should blow LSU out. But there's a couple of things that have always been problems for Alabama last couple of seasons. Number one is playing on the road. We've seen so many games. Remember last year at Florida, they had to eke out a win. Um, They play some tight games when they're on the road. We saw the loss against Tennessee. They barely get by Texas A&M. I mean, if A&M knows how to execute a play, uh, you know, from inside two, three yards, they're winning that football game. So I, I would say I'm not ready to back Bama in this spot. And Daniels presents some challenges because the one thing, if you look at historically, Nick Saban's had issue with is mobile quarterbacks. And I think this could be a scenario where you see just that, where uh, LSU can present some problems. And JVT, I haven't looked yet. Is this a night game in the Bayou? Uh, no, this is an early game. This is a 9 a.m. our time. Oh, well, that's a huge advantage for the Crimson Tide. If anybody's been fortunate enough, I've been down to Death Valley. It is not a place you want to go at night and play as an op- opposing team. I know a couple of years ago, Alabama dismantled LSU, but they were on two different planes in terms of what they are. LSU's been playing well since that hiccup in the uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome in New Orleans. It's okay. gotten a lot better. And actually, so I got the wrong time in front of me. So it is a night game, Elliot? Okay, so it is a night game, all. So that was my bad. Yeah, I, I, uh, I misread my thing. So it is a night game. Yeah, I would take the 12 with the uh, Tigers there. Uh, I, I'll tell you right now, for LSU, even if they don't win the SEC, beating Alabama. You know, if you beat Alabama in this game, you, you derail their entire season. No SEC West crown probably. No, no national championship or playoff opportunity. So uh, really an interesting spot here. I, I'm not saying LSU is going to win the football game, but getting 12 at home, you're always subject to a backdoor cover. I mean, you've got to be so thoroughly dominant against a rival opponent. Both teams with two weeks to prepare. This should be a tremendous matchup. All right, let's go to a game that's going to kick off 30 minutes after that. Uh, I am very interested to watch Clemson on the road here against Notre Dame. Uh, I, like, I was yeah. making the case, well, look, Notre Dame, it was a solid win for them against Syracuse, but against the back of quarterback for a good chunk of that game, but you get credit for taking care of uh, what you're supposed to. So now, what do you make of Notre Dame here in this spot? DraftKings look ahead had Clemson as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Right now on the screen, we've got Clemson as a four-point favorite with a total of 47-and-a-half, and we know the last time we saw Clemson, uh, Kate Klubnik was taking over for DJ Uyangalale, who was benched. It is going to be interesting. I think Dabo's pretty stubborn. We'll probably say DJU again here, but what do you make of the situation for Clemson on the road against the Irish? You know, the thing I'll tell you, JVT, I'm not going to bet this game before it starts, but if I were to take either side, it would be a bet against the opponent, not a pro bet on either one of the teams from a positive standpoint. I want to see how Uyunglele performs early on because I want to see where his confidence is at. I'm not sure or convinced that this guy is mentally going to be ready to go into South Bend based on that last performance he had 
against Syracuse, and they had to bring in Cade Klubnik to rescue the team, even though really it came down to Will Shipley running the football. Um, this is an important game. Clemson's got an easy path to the college football playoff, but I just don't know if they're necessarily that good of a team. I don't know. Do you have a particular edge in this one? I, I think Notre Dame's defense is good enough to stymie them, but I, I'm not sure about their offense in terms of what they're going to be able to do. Right. So for me, if it was if it was a team that could actually throw the ball vertically, Amal, I feel like it would probably yeah. be more uh, of a, hey, look, let's look at Notre Dame. I just watched them, and look, Mayer's an awesome tight end, but that's all they really have in terms of their passing attack. And if you get bottled up in terms of their running game, I just feel like it might be another effort, almost similar to what you saw against Ohio State at the beginning of the year, right? Where really offensively, they didn't have much. They were just hoping that they could contain that other high-powered offense. And this is not an offense on the same level as Ohio State. You know what I mean? I think it's a great point you bring up. And one that I've overlooked is that, you know, they held the Buckeyes to 21 points. I think Ohio State has scored 40-something points now in five or six straight games. Um, And for me, if Clemson's going to be effective here, They've got to run the ball. And I think if you're Notre Dame, you try to take away the run and say, hey, listen, if we get beat by DJ, you know what? We'll live with the result, but I don't believe he's going to beat us. All right, let's uh, really quickly, before we get you out of here, uh, we got about 90 seconds left. Your thoughts, Texas on the road against Kansas State. Markets really upgraded the Longhorns. What do you make of this spot? Look ahead was four. This is sitting on a pick right now. We don't know if Adrian Martinez will play. I would say more than likely, but what do you make of it? I like K-State, not because of the win against Oklahoma State. One of the reasons why I thought this was a tough game on Saturday for Oklahoma State, we've seen so many teams over the years in the Big 12 go into the Little Apple and come out with losses. I've seen Texas do the same thing. I've seen Oklahoma do it. We saw Oklahoma State get pasted. Uh, Now, Texas is coming off of a bye. Look, yours has been a little bit inconsistent. Now you're going into a tough environment here in Manhattan. I'm going to go with K-State here at home. Amal, it's always good to talk to you, buddy. Thank you very much for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. We'll see you later. Uh, I'm sorry. We're watching football, and like the screens are on here. Can I just say the PJ Walker is not having a great half. He ripped off a massive run but didn't realize there was no time left on the clock and slides with zero seconds left in the first half. I can't do it. Uh, that was after, by the way, throwing. Uh, was that a pick six, essentially, right? Yep. So it's going well for P.J. Walker and the Carolina Panthers. All right. We'll take our break here. When we come back, we'll do what we always do at this time. We will take a look at the early moves, both side and total, the biggest ones that we have seen up to this point. Give you an update on that and where the market is starting to settle in here on these early Sundays. It is the College Football Lions revealed on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And remember, College Football Betting Podcast, subscribe, like, rate, review, do all those great things. College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, folks, welcome back in. It is College Football Lines Revealed. Interesting week of action coming up, right? There's not like a whole bunch of like top 10 versus, or you know, you know what I mean, like two teams in the top 10 facing off with one another. There are a couple. Of course, uh, the headliner is Tennessee of Georgia, but there are a lot to get to. But before we get to some of the other car uh, board games, a little bit deeper on the board and or card, uh, let's take a look at what we have seen in the first 30 minutes now that these mar- uh, these markets have opened and now that these numbers are up. All these numbers we're referencing, of course, uh, in terms of the moves courtesy of where we're sitting, Circa. So let's begin. Big 10, this is one of those games where might not get a lot of attention, much like actually yesterday where Illinois was taking on Nebraska in what I thought was like a sneaky, fun game. Ultimately, not the case, especially not for the Huskers. Illinois is going to meet Michigan State this weekend. Uh, this is going to be pretty interesting when it comes to what Illinois can continue to do in the Big Ten. But 
move here, not surprising, uh, in favor of Illinois. This thing opens up 10, now up to 16. The Illini are, after closing as 6.5-point favorites and ta- or 7.5-point favorites and taking care of business against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Markets in love with them again here, now up to 16 against Michigan State. We go to Tulane and Tulsa. Uh, Tulane, the market respect, not there this week. Uh, this one down from 10 to 6.5. Florida International in North Texas. How about this? The Mean Green with an outside path uh, potentially to a Conference USA title game. Got to continue to win, though. And right now, they are getting bet up. 19, the original number, up to 22.5 against Florida International. We move on from there. Georgia State, Southern Miss. This opens a pick. Georgia State now a 2.5-point underdog against Southern Miss. South Florida and Temple. South Florida opens up as a 6-point favorite. Defense not really that great. We've seen that. Now this number down to 3.5. UNLV and San Diego State. How about this one? San Diego State opens up after blowing that game to Fresno State as a nine-point favorite. This goes down to six and a half, and I will say this. Injury concerns are what you want to monitor for the Rebels. Doug Brumfield, their quarterback, who suffered a uh, concussion and multiple receivers have been dealing with injury, and along that defensive front, does seem that Brumfield uh, would maybe get the start, and if that is the case, that is a really big deal for UNLV, who has been a little bit of a nightmare at quarterback since. Iowa taking on Purdue. Iowa opens up as a seven-point underdog. We are down to four and a half in that Big Ten matchup. Arizona and Utah. Uh, Utah, of course, with the, uh, we'll call it shenanigans when it comes to quarterback and availability. We'll see if there's going to be a change here, but uh, Utah opens up as an 18-point favorite, now down to 16 against Arizona. Western Kentucky and Charlotte. Charlotte getting it done over the weekend. They open up as a 15-point underdogs. This thing's up to 17 against Western Kentucky. We move on from there to totals. Texas State, Louisiana, Monroe. This thing opens up 57.5, has been bet down to 51. Washington State meeting Stanford. Not surprising here. Total opens up 55.5, gets bet down six points. We're now down to 49.5. And excuse me if I get quick math wrong. I'm terrible at it. Florida State, Miami. It took four overtimes for Miami to score 14 points, 46.5, up to 52.5 in their game against Florida State this coming weekend. Wake Forest and NC State. I think it was eight turnovers for Wake Forest yesterday uh, in their loss. 68.5 the total here. Bet down to 54.5 when they meet NC State. Arizona and Utah, we get back to this game as this is moved side and total. Total is up from 62.5 to 68.5. And UTSA taking on UAB. This total 46.5 at the open. We are sitting at 51.5. That one getting bet up. A couple of, uh, actually, yeah, a couple of uh, SEC matchups. Florida, Texas A&M. 49 and a half, the opening number there. This thing gets bet up to 54. Tennessee and Georgia. We noted this a little bit, but it's worth talking about. Uh, there was a stark contrast in opening numbers. Remember, 69 and a half, the opening total at Circa. 62 and a half, the opening number at Stations. Let's meet in the middle. We're down to 65 and a half. And Ball State and Kent State, this thing opens up 66 and a half. We are now down to 63. So with that, we can take a little bit more uh, of an outside look at like everything on the board. And actually, if we could... Wanted to go back to that Big Ten game between Illinois and Michigan State because this is what you mean by market respect in that Illinois and the betting market and the numbers that Illinois is just frankly laying, the market is starting to buy in and shape it more and more. So last week, for example, we saw that pretty much sit around six, six and a half all week, ends up closing seven and a half. And I say last week, it was on Saturday, and they end up beating Nebraska 26 to nine. Now you get this spot here against Michigan State, where Illinois, again, as we talked about in terms of the movement, opens up as about 13. Now we're up to 16, some spots 10, but 44, the total here. But the conversation I want to have is about Illinois, and just as a team as a whole, but defensively, I don't know if this wasn't being taken seriously, and if it wasn't, it's time to do it now. 
Illinois defensively is a legitimately good program this year. And we're talking about to the point where after this game against Nebraska, Illinois is now second in the country defensively in EPA per play. This this unit has been absolutely incredible. And I have my reservations about this offense, obviously, at least when it comes to matching up with a little bit further down the road when you get to the Michigans and, dare we say it, uh, Ohio States, if you get to a title game there situation, if you have to face them or Michigan. But regardless, like when you're looking at Illinois as a whole, this team defensively, I think has everything you're looking for as a team that can really compete against some of these teams that are ahead of them in the, I would say, narrative standings in the Big Ten. I'm really interested to see what this team has in them as we kind of move forward in the season. Clearly, the market respects them up to a 16-point favorite now. Wouldn't really buy into much buyback on Michigan given the point that we've passed through 14 and we're sitting on 16. Maybe the resistance is this line getting to 17 in favor of Illinois. Uh, But they have clearly shown that defensively they're legitimate. And it's not just those metrics. Uh, Nebraska absolutely suffocated on Saturday. Only nine first downs, two of 12 on third down, 248 total yards, 2.4 yards per attempt, and four turnovers. Illinois is legitimately good on defense, and they have been fun to watch on the defensive side of the ball. And it'll be really fascinating to see as this season goes along for the Illini if they can continue to kind of answer these calls. And the schedule going forward, these are winnable games now, especially as we look the way that they are rated. Uh, a 16-point favorite against Michigan State at home. Uh, Purdue, they will face them at home as well. That is going to be a matchup where should they win and maybe even get close to covering and or cover against Michigan State, should be a sizable favorite in that game against Purdue. The big test for them, November 19th, where they go on the road to Ann Arbor to take on Michigan, and they wrap up with Northwestern. This clearly has one lost season potential if they can, of course, steal a really big game on the road against Michigan. And even if they don't, we're talking about a two-loss season for Illinois Uh, This team's been awesome, and I cannot wait to watch them move forward. And as this power rating grows, we'll see if maybe there's a spot where you can kind of sell high on them. I'll tell you this much. It won't be in this spot against Michigan State, and their number overall and against the schedule, I don't think that day is going to come anytime soon. But we'll see, again, this number getting driven up in that matchup there. Uh, Let's go to another matchup. I wanted to talk a little bit uh, about Baylor because I've been pretty impressed with Baylor. I've been pretty impressed with Baylor offensively these last couple of weeks. And they, too, you know, a team that I thought coming into the year, I had questions about offensively. Like, like not that they were going to be bad. Didn't know if they were going to be explosive or one of the better teams in the country. Uh, And yet, here we are, coming into this game against Oklahoma, the Bears right now, EPA per play offensively, 31st in the country. Uh, They're coming off of a really strong performance in their own right over the weekend. Um, And when you look at their ability to score now, and this becoming, I would say, a legitimate strength of theirs, you do wonder if they are going to be able to do this yet again against Oklahoma, who yeah, fought tooth and nail with a really good Iowa State defense over the weekend. But really, I think you still have questions about what Oklahoma is from a defensive standpoint. And when Baylor is in this matchup, and by the way, should set it up, really hasn't moved. Open three with a total of 57.5. You're seeing three with a total of 57.5. So at least right now, these guys and gals who are getting involved early don't see a real need to move this number. Seems like a relatively fair number. And it would seem in college football where home field is worth, you could argue, depending on where they're at, about that three-point mark, that these two are essentially equals on a neutral. But Baylor has been really impressive. And I would say, at this point right now, uh, the better defensive team, without question, is the Baylor Bears. Interested a little bit in what Baylor has to do here, and I wonder what the market's going to do, because as we talked about last week, numbers will give you clues as to where the respected opinions are, right? You don't have to read line movement, whatever it is. It's, hey, if a number's sitting on three... And there are a lot of sharp bettors who like to take key numbers. 
if this hasn't moved, it does give you an idea of at least where the respect is, and there was nobody running to take three and move this off of that number for the Baylor Bears. But really excited for this game. Again, it's not really the sexiest matchup in the world, but in a conference that's been a lot of fun, and a Baylor team that I've been impressed with over the last couple of weeks, especially on offense, I cannot wait to see what this game uh, is going to be from that standpoint. Now let's go back to the Big Ten really quickly, uh, and just to give you a little bit of line move and total move here, but an interesting game nonetheless. Maryland hitting the road against Wisconsin. Uh, 50 and a half was the opening total. It opened up Wisconsin minus five. We are now at six with a total of 52 and a half. And, and really, the question is just going to be Maryland offensively, one of the best teams in the country, 17th in the country right now in terms of EPA per play, uh, taking on a Wisconsin defense, which has been respectable, but nowhere near as dominant. Market is buying, though, into the Badgers. So we'll see if... This number continues to climb up, giving us an idea of what the respect is going to be like for Wisconsin. Uh, but again, opening up at five, getting up to six, total getting bet up to 52 and a half. But Maryland, again, one of those teams quietly having a very successful year uh, and really for, like impressive in some losses too, right? Go back, what, about a month and a half ago uh, in that game against Michigan. I mean, Michigan looks, I would say, even better than they did then. But still, it was a very good and competitive game, one you can make the argument they they were in position to potentially win if they don't lose the turnover battle the way that they do, especially early on in that game. But Maryland, another team for me that has kind of taken the headlines and really want to see what they have against Wisconsin here. But the market says at least five, a little too low late. And five is kind of a dead number anyway. You don't really take five and you lay five. And so here we are up to six. All right, we'll take our break. On the other side, we continue to roll through some of the smaller conference games, give you some more moves in terms of line moves that we haven't hit on yet and hit on some of these uh, weird spots for some of these teams that have been disappointing. I, for one, am very excited to see what Miami has in store for Florida State after a terrible offensive performance over the weekend. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. 
Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. What's up, folks? A reminder for all of you, VEASAN Pro subscription, absolutely worth it. 99 bucks through the Super Bowl. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe to check out that package or the different ones that we have to offer. You get a lot of stuff, including our pro tools and more. Daily write-ups in the NBA, NHL, and, of course, Adam Burke does a great job for Major League Baseball season, but it's almost over. Into the World Series, he has write-ups every single day for the World Series as well. Check that out and more, plus our betting guides coming out soon for college basketball and the World Cup. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Think of the package that's right for you. I would say the package is right for you, though. $99, though. I'm not going to force you to do anything, but I will force you to go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we wrap up our um, college football lines revealed. I had a brain fart on what the show was called there for a second. Uh, Let's talk first, though, pro tip. And this has to do with the game that we're going to see uh, later today. And I I think this is something where now we've kind of seen later today, later this week. And this also has uh, something to do with what we saw um, over the weekend when it came to Adrian Martinez and Kansas State and Will Howard. So obviously K-State plays the game where it's like, hey, Adrian Martinez dresses full pads. What's going on here? Ultimately, it's Howard who makes a start. And I would say this. This is no slight to Adrian Martinez. uh, But at this point, even as good as Martinez is, I don't think there's really much of a market difference between Adrian Martinez and Will Howard. So, you know, backup quarterbacks, not always a downgraded college football, and betting markets will now tell you how the quarterbacks compare. We had a look-ahead line of Texas minus four for this Kansas State game. After that game last week, we reopened today at pick in that game with no real clear indication as to who's going to play. I would say that the fact that at least that they're playing games here with Adrian Martinez would tell you that he's pretty close to being available, but I also think that an adjustment like this tells you that, look, the difference between Howard and Adrian Martinez, Howard's been there in the program for a while now, it's almost negligible. Martinez is awesome. He has done a tremendous job, but Howard is a really solid quarterback in his own right who has a really um, solid, we'll call it, she uh, performances, a list of performances for Kansas State at this point right now that have shown you that if there is, an, if there is a downgrade, maybe it's like a point, point and a half, but it's definitely not as much as maybe a four-point difference or anything like that. So we'll see if the the market responds. And if Adrian Martinez ends up being announced as the starter, if this closes at Kansas State minus like four and a half or five, could be wrong here. Uh, But I do think that the market opening up that look-ahead line at four was probably a little strong, and we're seeing at least the respect that Kansas State has. And I think that, frankly, Will Howard is getting because I don't think there's much of a difference now between Adrian Martinez and Will Howard. But that remains uh, to be seen. So with that, I want to hit on a couple of other games uh, before we move on from here and maybe talk some big picture stuff when it comes to college football because we are going to get our first look at the college football playoff rankings this week. Uh, but wanted to go to one game in particular because I'm really enjoying uh, the narrative that is the Miami Hurricanes this season. So Miami does need quadruple overtime this last weekend uh, to win their game against Virginia. Now they get to play Florida State this coming week. And it's not that Florida State is some world beaner by any stretch. Uh, But I do think that when it comes to, uh, we will say, um, competence, Florida State has been the better team. And Florida State right now in this game against Miami, as we see it, a a 7.5-point favorite. And this opens 7, total of 52.5. This is uh, on the road against the Hurricanes. Obviously not a massive trip there. But I think really the, the talk here is going to be about Miami offensively. This has been 
an absolutely terrible offense for about a month now. They come into this game 115th in terms of their rushing attack and EPA per play. Uh, overall, in terms of the EPA per play, they are two, uh, 89th in the country on offense. Miami defensively does have some strengths. Their defensive line is a really solid unit. Their secondary can be better, um, but overall, their front seven, specifically along the line, is their biggest strength. But what I'm really interested in here, again, as we talk about the way the market moves and flows and whatnot, Miami coming into this year was a win, a team that had a win total of nine and a half. Some spots, the second choice to win the ACC. Obviously, if we were talking about a team that was rated the way they were at the beginning of the season compared to now, they would not be seven and a half point underdogs here in this game against Florida State. So you wonder if at this point, are we starting to potentially get into a buy low opportunity with Miami? It does not really seem that way, at least for me, if you respect what the market is telling you, which is this opened up seven and went to seven and a half. So it's not like anybody's rushing out there to grab a full touchdown, and maybe it's a small move so that another person can or that person can come back and take a bigger piece of seven and a half. It does happen all the time, and we will see if that is going to be the case. Total worth noting, uh, worth noting, forty-six and a half up to fifty-two and a half, and also what's going to happen at quarterback because, of course, as we saw, uh, Jake Garcia has got the start the other day with Tyler Van Dyke injured. Garcia didn't really perform that much better, and we clearly saw that the offense wasn't that much better. Uh, so what does that mean if Tyler Van Dyke is potentially going to be healthy as they move forward in this game? So, yes, yeah. Miami, mind. okay, so I'm told in my ear, I say, yeah, like anybody can hear him. Uh, Elliot tells me in my ear, uh, game of the year line, and it gives you an indication of where they were at the beginning of the year. Miami was a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And those are courtesy of the South Point, I would assume, right, the game of the year line? Yep, so those are South Point's game of the year lines in which Miami was a six-and-a-half-point favorite. So you can see how far this has swung. And we'll see if Van Dyke is going to be healthy and available. Uh, as he said, Jake Garcia was not really tremendous in this game over the weekend. Uh, from a, uh, If you want like a PFF standpoint, I can get you the number uh, really quickly from a passing grade and whatnot. Uh, but it's just been a really bad – it's been really bad for Miami. And uh, I don't mean to belabor this, but uh, 54, uh, 44.6 for Jake Garcia in that game from a passing grade standpoint. So kind of interesting from a narrative sting. All right, let's talk a little bit more big picture here when it comes to college football. So we get the newest AP poll out on Sundays. Uh, for those who have not seen this yet, uh, interesting at the top. So Georgia is the number one team in the country, and we will have a battle of number one versus number two, kind of. Uh, Alabama, or excuse me, Ohio State and Tennessee tied at second in the AP poll, both receiving exactly 1,500 points. Coming in at number four, Michigan, number five, Clemson, number six, Alabama, number seven, TCU, and number eight, Oregon. Uh, and then you get that trio of Three, uh, one loss Pac-12 teams with Oregon right there. So Oregon at 8, USC at 9, and UCLA at 10. So we'll kind of stop there because I don't think teams that we're talking about when it comes to Ole Miss, Utah, and Kansas State, shockingly enough, not realistic teams to find their way into like a top six when it comes to the college football playoff rankings. And ultimately, too, I, you know, I made this mistake yesterday and I was kind of thinking about it. Really, it's not going to matter what we see this week in terms of the college football playoff rankings, because we have seen in the past that the committee's not really consistent with what they think about things. So these are going to be put up there for conversation pieces and whatnot. I would think that it is in some sort of order for your top four, Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee, and Michigan. I think I would make the argument if we're going by resume, I guess Michigan gets the edge, uh, but just barely. Clemson, I think you could say, has the stronger resume because of their victories, albeit a shaky 8-0, still 8-0 against a better schedule than what Michigan has had. Uh, but I think Michigan, from a um, respect standpoint, has it all. So Michigan should probably come in as a fourth-ranked team. 
But what this means from a college football playoff standpoint, and when you're looking at the futures board when it comes to national championships and you're hunting around for maybe some value, and we talked about this yesterday, one of the things that stuck out was Tennessee that before their win over Kentucky was 16-1 to over at DraftKings to win the national title. Now they are nine-point underdogs against Georgia this weekend. As I've said, they have answered the call every single time, and even if they lose to Georgia, if at the end of the season – Tennessee is a one-loss non, you know, non-conference champion. They might have a hurdle to cross or two. But if their one loss is to Georgia with a win over Alabama, uh, that might get them in over, let's say, an Oregon team that, yes, might have a Pac-12 title with one loss and two Georgia, but a blowout loss, and people might point to that as a reason to keep them out. I like, I like this result, obviously, is very important, and they don't necessarily need to win it, but if this is a close win or a close loss for Tennessee – it makes it all that much more intriguing going forward because after this, their schedule is very manageable. Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Tennessee has a lot going for them, I believe, in the big picture. And thus, those who have 16-1 to or better on Tennessee, you're, I think you're in a pretty good position here as they move forward, even if they lose. But you would, I would think, need a very close contest against Georgia. But it's really exciting to see that. I kind of want a uh, three-team SEC playoff just because a lot of people would be very unhappy about it. And what they do with a team like Clemson, who at the end of the year uh, has the potential to win a conference title but has looked extremely weak and has somewhat of a quarterback controversy as well when it comes to Klubnik, DJU, what they're going to do and their stubbornness and how bad this offense is. Look, because here's the thing. DJU actually for four straight weeks, and I was betting on Clemson, and I brought this up on Saturdays, had looked better. Like, yes, it was a really bad performance against uh, Syracuse that committed multiple turnovers, but there was an argument to be made that Clemson was getting healthier defensively, DJU was getting better as a quarterback, and that maybe Clemson still is the threat that we kind of expected them to be this year. Um, but I, I, th- this is obviously, as we move forward, what's going to be pretty fascinating, and what they do with a team like TCU who continues to win games and take care of situations where they probably should not be taking care of them. Uh, it'll be interesting, I guess, to watch what the college, playoff, uh, college football playoff rankings look like the first time around. But ultimately, they're going to mean nothing because at the end of the year, they're going to leapfrog guy, uh, they're going to leapfrog teams and say, ah, conference champion, whatever it is, have some sort of reasoning. And it's really not going to matter what they put out there uh, in a random week in the first week of November. So we'll see what ultimately happens. But I do think ultimately that Tennessee does have a pretty solid path going forward. They can keep their footing at a realistic shot at a college football playoff berth whatever the result is going to be here this weekend against Georgia. With that, we're all done. Uh, College football betting podcast. You want to check that out. Adam Burke, Matt Humans, uh, others all involved with it. It's absolutely fantastic. Listen, very much worth the time. We will talk to you next week. Until then, hit up vcin.com, become a vcin pro subscriber and more. Good luck, everybody. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.